Hey guys, it's so very important to appreciate the people that pour into you because what happens is, and God gave me this illustration, what happens is um, when we are, when God puts people in our life to pour into us and we, we reject, we reject the God in them or we reject what God is trying to pour out <clears throat> into us through, through them. We end up, we end up causing that person to cast their pearls amongst wine. It's like pouring new wine into old wineskin wine after a while. When it becomes a pattern, when it becomes repetitious, and you constantly and continuously reject the outpour through the people that God has put in your life to pour out, pour into you, you know? Um, I believe in that. I believe that we're put in each other's life, you know, to pour into each other, to pour into one another. And when we reject that or when we kind of make it hard for the person that God has used to pour into us, we we um, I don't want to say force God's hand, but we kind of put God in a situation to not put God in a situation. Sorry, we can't put God in a situation, but we we can. But, you know, we can invite him into a situation. But like we we kind of um, we kind of, you know, put ourselves, let's rather say, put ourselves in a situation where we have to. uh because of, of of us rejecting that per, the the poor God pouring into us through that through that person, God has to then remove that person. And you know what happens is if when you're pouring into people for so long that you know they don't want it. Sometimes they want it. Sometimes they don't. You know it, it's draining. Sometimes it's draining. And then what happens is sometimes when people are in that position where they're pouring into people, they kind of, they ask God, they start asking God, God, send me people who want this. Because sometimes when the people, sometimes it's the people that know you the most and know you the longest that they don't, they really don't want that. They don't want, they don't want that outpour. They don't want you to pour into them. They don't want you to pour into them what God has poured into you. Some, and for different reasons, sometimes they're not ready. Sometimes they don't want to receive it because it's you. Sometimes they just, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes for different reasons, they don't receive it, you know, for different reasons. <clears throat> and so God has to remove that person or that vessel that he was using to pour into you because you didn't appreciate it. God is big on appreciation. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's not that you have to praise and worship people to show them that you appreciate them. You can show someone that you appreciate and you value what God has put in them by receiving what God wants to do through them. It's simple. If I appreciate, if I appreciate you and you come from God, I'm going to appreciate what God wants, the move of God through you. I'm going to value that. I'm not going to stifle the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to quench the spirit. I'm going, I'm not going to indirectly quench the Holy Spirit that's flowing through you. I'm going to receive that. I'm going to receive what God is doing through you, whether I understand it or not, whether I, whether I'm used to it or not, whether I, whether I, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes because we don't understand what God is doing in another person, we become skeptical or 
we become nonchalant about it because we don't understand it. But if someone is close to you and God is doing a new thing in their life and you're like, wow, you know, that's different. I may not understand it fully. Ask for understanding. I ask for understanding because for my own sake, it's great to get understanding so that we don't assume what God is doing or what God, what people are doing or what God is doing through people. Right. And so he explained it to me like this and he gave me illustration. Just imagine a glass with a a lid on it. Right. Just imagine you're trying to pour into that glass, but the whole time the glass has a lid on it. Sure, the water may get on the glass, but nothing, none of the water never gets in the glass. And so as I'm pouring out on you and you have a lid on you, none of the none of the the, what God is doing gets in you. Everything just gets on you. And then we know that if you sit a glass out long enough, a wet glass, a glass that has water on it, just think of washing dishes and setting the dish in a dish rack. It eventually dries. It eventually dries. And then there's no there's no there's no growth. That means that it got on me. It dried up and nothing ever got in me because the lid was on. And the lid can be a resistance. The lid can be be rejecting what God is doing through someone else. The lid could be, you know what I'm saying? Um, Just whatever it is that keeps you from receiving through receiving God through other people. And just imagine how full we be. Just imagine if that lid was no longer on the glass, and the and and you're getting poured into, right? You're getting poured into. And imagine as you keep getting poured into how full you get, how full you'd be as you as you take off that lid and let and just receive. Hey, take off the lid and just receive. And you got to be humble enough to say, God, I don't care who you do it through. I'm going to receive it because I want you. And if it's you, I'm going to receive it. And that's the heart posture we have to have. That's the hard posture we have to have because you don't really understand or you don't really value. It's it's sad that sometimes we don't really value the God in other people and, and what God and the move of God in other people and how God wants to pour out on us through other people, especially the people closest to us or around us until God removes them and they're no longer there. And then it's like, dang, you know. And of course, you can always go to God. I don't mean God is a, you know, I don't mean God is not going to keep pouring into you. You know, that don't mean that God is is going to turn his back just because he has to remove people out of your life or a person out of your life. That's not what that means. God will still uh, keep pouring into you. He'll still give you, you know, more opportunities to be poured into. However, I think sometimes we don't repent for our lack of appreciation of people. Myself included, I think we just need to repent. God, I repent for how I've treated people, how I've devalued them, how I've, how I've not appreciated people, how I've devalued you and not appreciated you, and how I really disrespected the God in people. How I, I repent for letting pride get in the way, you know. And I think <clears throat> I, I just started. It's so funny because I've been, you know, say walking with the Lord, right? And you know, I just started repenting before I go to bed. Like I just started that like last week. I wasn't repenting before I went to bed. And I, it's not about condemnation. 
it's not about walking on eggshells before the Lord, but it's like, God, I don't know. I may have done something that I can't remember at this time, or, you know, I may have said something. There may be an attitude or heart posture that I had at a certain time throughout this day that I just did. I missed it or I wasn't sensitive enough to recognize it. So I want to repent before I go to sleep. I just got, I'm sorry for, I repent. And if there's anything in specific I need to repent for, God, bring it to my attention. And this is what I pray before I go to sleep. I started to do this. My dream life has shifted tremendously. I was going through all these different attacks in my dream life. My dream life was just kind of weird for a minute. And I started repenting before bed. Now, I'm not saying I'm just out here living foolish, living crazy. But I know sometimes throughout the day, especially when you're working, you know, people, people on your job, they, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes the spirits on your job just be kind of you know and so you know sometimes you may have been dismissive some on you to to somebody that you interacted with on your job or you know what i'm saying got snappy or some whatever the case was like i just i just got whatever i done today maybe i got snappy with my son and i didn't catch it right away i didn't rep i repented to him and didn't repent to you that's the thing when you dedicate your child to the Lord, that's not that's not just your child. That's his child, too. Now. And so when you wrong that child, you got to go and apologize to the Lord, too. You can't just say, oh, sorry for, for yelling at you. And, 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 and it wasn't appropriate for me to yell at you for that. Sorry for being frustrated. You see, you repent to the child, but you don't repent to the Lord. We, we have to make sure we're doing both. We have to get things right with people and get things right with the Lord. Don't get don't just go and get things right with the person and think that you don't have to repent to the Lord. God, no. You should be repenting to the Lord first and then going to the person. Lord, I recognize that I said this to this person or to my child. Lord, forgive me. And then let me go to my child and repent to them. And then sorry. And then. <clears throat> One of the things that have helped my dream life too, and I'm just throwing this in there because I've been wanting to share this for a couple of days now. Um, this has really helped me. So, you know, sometimes we don't really, we don't really know what's against us, right? We don't know the sins that our forefathers and foremothers have committed. We don't know everything. We know in part, we prophesy in part, right? Sometimes we, we, sometimes God don't expose a certain heart issue until you get to a certain place in your journey with him. Sometimes we just, he just saves certain things. He brings certain things out of you at certain times of your life. Good. And something, sometimes things that, that we need to do with that we need to address is bad. Right. And so Sometimes we have altars speaking against us. We have generational curses that, you know, a witchcraft, a cult, all type of stuff. And sometimes the enemy has legal right to harass us in our sleep. Sometimes the enemy has legal rights to, to do certain things. So to bring torment upon us through our dream life. Why? Because we have people probably in our bloodline that have done things in the occult and all type of stuff that we may be unaware of at the time and maybe we haven't allowed God to reveal it to us or he just hasn't revealed it to us because it's not time for us to to for it to be revealed maybe we're not asking for it to be revealed you know what I'm saying and so I just go ahead and pray God if there's anything that my forefathers and foremothers have done that sinned against you that gave the enemy legal right to harass me in my sleep to oppress me in my sleep to molest me in my sleep OK, some of y'all get molested with these wet dreams and these spirit spouses and these uh, orgasms in your sleep. 
Those are demons. It's demonic. Sexual dreams and all that stuff. And so sometimes and sometimes we've done things that we've forgotten about in our past that opened up demonic doors that we still we forgot about. And the Lord has to bring it to our attention so that we can confess it. And so I just go ahead and say, Lord, have mercy on me in those areas. Give me grace. Give me grace and protect me personally where the enemy has a legal right. I know that the spirit realm is about legal rights and everything like that. But I believe that God is even greater. I believe that he has mercy on us. Even where the enemy has a legal right and a foothold in our life, he will still have mercy on us and he will still pour out grace. He will still protect us even in those areas. I believe that. And so I ask God, God, I may not know. There may be something, Father, that they did I don't that I don't know about. There may be something that I did that I forgot that opened up a door. So protect me. Please have mercy on me in those areas. Have mercy. I pray have mercy on me in my ignorance, God. The things that I don't know yet. The things that that people have done in my bloodline that that opened up demonic doors that I don't know yet. That may be bringing delay. That may be bringing hindrances. That may be bringing um, opposition, demonic opposition. General, that may be um, binding me to generational curses. Father, have mercy on me in those areas. Be kind to me in those areas. Don't don't, you know, protect me. And what I don't know, because the word says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So, God, some things I don't know. Protect me in what I don't know. Cover me in what I don't know. And whatever needs to be revealed to me at this time, I ask that you reveal it to me. But some things they have, they be, they're revealed in their time. And I get that. There are some things that God, he didn't, when he took me through deliverance, it wasn't all at one time. There were certain things he pulled out at different times. There's some things we just we not ready and prepared to handle, to deal with, to address. There are some things we forgot about. There are some things that have been so suppressed, so buried, buried so deep that we don't even recognize that it's there. And so that's the those are the things that he'll bring out in his time. <laughs> In his time. And that's what that's what brought me close to him. That's where the bomb was built. And that's where it's like, I know I know God to be a deliverer because he didn't just cast demons out of me or, you know, send me to a deliverance minister. And they cast the demons out of me and it, it all happened in one setting. And then I, I got up, I was fine. And I just walked with the Lord and it was all peaches and cream. No, he he literally took me through childhood things at different times of my life. And he literally pulled those things up little by little. He pulled those things up in different times. I wasn't overwhelmed. It wasn't a lot on me. I let him tell me what we was dealing with. I didn't tell him, God, I want to deal with this. There was, I, all I told God was, I want to be free. I submit to that process or whatever that looks like. I want to be free. Or when things did come up, I did say, God, I, I see this. I feel this. I want to address this. <clears throat> But not all the times did we deal with it right then and there. Sometimes he had to show me the root of a thing and I had to deal with that root first and then we'll address it in that root. And once he, you know, it's just it was just the way he wanted to do it. It was his way. And so that's just some little uh, prayer points before you go to sleep. You know, um, I didn't plan on talking about. Well, I wanted to talk about that, but I was going to do that in another podcast, but it's just. You just came out right now. So I'll just give you that right now. So I'm just going to leave you with that.
you know, appreciate people, appreciate what you have when you have it, appreciate who you have when you have them, okay, appreciate them, appreciate the God in them, we appreciate every aspect of a person and every aspect of a relationship except the God part, and I think that's the most important part, he's the most important part, he should be, and if people is not, if people are not appreciating the God part of the relationship, then you have no relationship. We have none. I, I just gotten to a place in my life. If you don't appreciate the God part, then and that's the most important part. We can't be in relationship. And um, there you go. So I hope this finds you well, and make sure you're praying over your sleep. And make sure you asking God, you repenting too. Make sure we repent, we repenting. I just, God brought to my attention, like, girl, you don't be repenting that to enough. Like, not like that. Not like I'm just doing so many things wrong, but it's just like, I don't know, just in case. Like, what happened to that? We used to do that as kids. Like, you know what I'm saying? At the end, you go to bed, and you ask God for forgiveness and stuff. Like, I used to do that. I was taught to do that, but I just, yeah. You know, and somebody told me too. I don't know. This like false doctrine or something. Um, I was going to a church and I learned that you can't repent uh, in general. Like you gotta repent in specifics. If you don't repent in specifics, then it's not really repentance. I'm just like now, and now I'm you know now I'm like got my own relationship with the Lord. I'm like what? Like that ain't right. Like, yeah, I get you got to some stuff you got to confess out in specifics because God has to cleanse you. But then if you really you you going through your day in your mind, you could be like, I was perfect today. You could get all self-righteous and be like, I did everything right today. And, and, that, and, and that's the thing. Self-righteousness. OK, because self-righteousness will have you falling. OK, self-righteousness is a sin. I'm not righteous because of me and my own works and my own goodness. I'm, I'm righteous because of what Jesus did. And so I'm righteous because of my faith and my belief in what Jesus has done. He made me righteous. He is my righteousness. And so <clears throat> we can't be getting all thinking that, oh, you know, I, I did good today. Amen. You know, if you if you had a good day, but you don't. I'm. But if you had something that came, came up, thoughts, actions, something you said, you know what I'm saying? And you know it wasn't right. You need to repent. At the end of the day, you need to repent. Sometimes we, we, we don't, we don't do that all day, all throughout the day when we doing something, we don't catch it immediately. So, amen.